you want to be comfortable in your life, become a CA. If you want to be wealthy, become a CA in something else. <laughs> Some sound advice there from CA Rufilo Matenche, one of the shortlisted finalists in the 2018 South African Institute of Chartered Accountants Top 35 Under 35 competition, which is sponsored annually by Investec. This year, 30-year-old Lyle Melanda, the director of Melanda Advisory, Melanda Placements, Melanda Digital, and Melanda UK, was the overall winner. But before the winners were announced, we sat down with eight of the finalists who were highlighted this year by Saika and Investec as the ones to watch. Hi, I'm Tibeli Mavuso from Investec Private Banking, and welcome to our Focus Radio, Ahead of the Curve podcast. You know, Investec was founded by CAs. That's why we're so passionate about young CAs who are doing extraordinary things, like you guys. So thanks for joining me. Let's start off with a quick round of introductions. Chris, as one of the winners in this year's competition, why don't you get us started? Cool, I'm Chris Van Sell. Um, I'm from Cape Town. I'm a managing director of, uh, of Walworth Consulting, which is a bookkeeping, accounting, tax and compliance uh, support service company. Uh, you know, we specialize specifically in uh, SMEs uh, within South Africa. That's our target market. Um, and then I'm also a professional rugby player. My name is Andrew. I am uh, one of the top 35 and 35 finalists. I have two businesses. Um, on the one hand, I am an interior designer. And on the other hand, I have a finance consulting business. My name is Jack Thompson. Uh, I'm a CA. My name is Nassim Kalsen and I run a virtual audit firm from my home office in Cape Town. Mark Sevitz. So I'm a, obviously a chartered accountant but I run a tax business called TaxTim um, where we've developed a platform for taxpayers in South Africa to simply file their tax returns but actually understand it and take control of their returns at the same time so they're not caught in between the free service and caught in between uh, difficult expensive practitioners. You're the CFO at Ushaga Marine World and you've also launched your own fashion house. Why do you think you were nominated? Well, um, I think I'm very, very sensitive to social issues. So I feel that uh, differentiates me because I always want to go that extra mile to actually fill a social need over and above just doing what needs to be done. And then last but not least, Team Alice. Hi, my name is Franz Geldnes. I'm a founding team member of Bitvest Alice. Hi, my name is Louise Chanet. I'm a founding team member of Bitvest Alice. And you guys were also winners in the category Out of the Ordinary. Congratulations. So please explain what exactly is Alice? Well, so we are part of the IT internal audit team at Bitvest Group. Um, we got to a point in 2017 where we had a problem statement of we are a team of five members. We've got 150 companies to cover and we just didn't have capacity to get around to all of them. So we decided to actually go ahead, disrupt ourselves and build an IT audit robot that could do the work for us. So since 2007, we've been developing Alice, our IT audit robot. Um, and we've been rolling out beta versions of Alice this year to all the, the group companies and three external companies. So Alice is an Orbot. Um, she is actually built on a framework of artificial intelligence and she's built in the Google Cloud. So she is infinitely scalable and she could be deployed anywhere in the world. She's truly global. That's a very interesting direction that you two have moved into from your CA departure point. 
But that's true of all of you, isn't it? You've all taken your CA qualification for a test drive to see what it can do when you put pedal to the metal. Andrew Hector McKay, you've managed to combine accounting with interior design. Please share, how does that even work? It is so funny because the thing is that all my clients become my friends, honestly. I think I'm quite social, and so I've got a great relationship with all my clients, and I've got a lot of clients that were design clients who had their own businesses, and I would sit and chat to them and end up talking about tax, and they can't believe that a designer can discuss tax with them and end up doing their tax. And I've had clients where they finance clients, and we've made a, a saving for them somewhere, and they've got some free cash flow, and they decide, well, we want to do our kitchen or something, so can you help with that? So it is actually quite funny that there has actually been a, a hand-holding holding scenario between my two businesses where, yes, some of my finance clients have turned into design clients and some of my design clients have actually turned into finance clients. Now, Jack Tonneson, you didn't set out to become a CA. You're a classic serial entrepreneur who just wanted to get into business. I wasn't set on becoming a CA. I was actually set on doing my business science degree and then getting out into business immediately. I had a lecturer that convinced me that CA was a good option because I got to see 30 different businesses during your, your articles. So I thought, no, that was a good idea. You know, I'm interested in business, so I want to see 30 different businesses. Uh, while I was doing my articles, then I decided to start my own business. So I was working articles and then doing my own business uh, at night. Which has now grown into three businesses. The Hockey Shop, Sportsways SA, and the Dutch hockey brand, Princess Sports. All fueled by your passion for hockey. What's the secret behind turning your passion into a successful business empire? I think some people spend hours and hours and hours on their ideas and coming up with the logos and whatever. But do they actually ever take that first action to actually make the idea a reality? Do they actually email the Princess Holland brand and say, hey, I want to distribute your brand and see what happens, you know? And then if they don't email back, do you just leave it at that or do you call them? Or do you email them again and show you're really keen? So I think people are maybe quick to give up on their ideas or if, it's, if they hit a roadblock, they almost stop. But unfortunately, if you're going to be a successful entrepreneur, you're probably going to hit quite a few roadblocks and you're probably going to have to go through them at some stage or another. So an idea to, to actually a fully-fledged business, yeah, there's a lot that happen, needs to happen in between, but I think you need to be prepared to take action. But following your passion into business isn't the only route to success. Quite a few of you have demonstrated that you can enjoy your passion to the fullest and enjoy your accounting career to the fullest all at the same time. Chris Fonsale. You're the CEO of your own consulting firm and also at the same time a professional rugby player. Most people would consider just either of those an achievement by itself. How do you balance the two? So I mean rugby is a full-time job but uh, fortunately because it's a professional sport um, there needs to be quite a lot of downtime and recovery time. Um, my recovery time is just different to a normal sportsman's where I am um, I'm actively in the business world. Um, I find it refreshing, um, and I, I, I really find it that it keeps me refreshed for the rugby world, so that's not an issue. Um, social life does take a bit of a hammering, I must be honest. There's not much going on there, but it's all worth it, and, and I know that you know, um, driving this business forward is something that I'm passionate about and something that I, I want to make a massive success of. Koliswa, you've also taken the CA qualification into interesting directions. As the CFO of Ushaga Marine World and then also a budding fashion mogul, you were saying earlier it all comes down to goal setting. I think you get to appreciate what they used to say, where they say, what's your, what, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in ten years? Because if you, you, you have a bigger plan and a bigger um, roadmap where you're going, then you start realizing that what you're doing now is a building block towards where you're going. So if you don't have that bigger plan, then you will be all over the show and you'll be busy 
doing nothing, like running on a treadmill. <laughs> so basically when you build your long-term vision, then you start building in milestones towards that vision. So you'll be busy, but when you sit back and you look at your vision and where you are, you'll be happy to say, okay, I'm making progress, I'm going towards. Obviously, you need to be flexible because there'll be times when challenges present themselves and you have to adjust your plan, but there needs to be a plan uh, for you to then be making progressive um, steps towards it. It sounds a bit like what you were saying earlier, Nestine, about learning the rules so that you can break them on purpose. But in a good way. Um, make sure that you understand the principles of what you are studying or doing or understand the big picture and why you are doing something and not just what you are doing. Um, because that will enable you to apply the principles across the board, no matter what happens. But many of you did not work according to a plan. Looking back, do you think you could have arrived at the same place, shall we say, more efficiently? Andrew? Trust the timing of your life. Everything happens as it should happen when it happens. If I'd gone and studied design at university, which was obviously my true passion from the beginning, um, I don't think I would have made the success I've made of myself today at such a young age. I think it would have been a much longer career progression if I'd taken that route. So I don't regret anything that I've done in the past. I feel everything has happened as it should happen when it happened. I would not have left my job earlier to start my design business. I would not have um, studied design earlier. I would not not have been a CA. There's nothing that I can look back on my life and actually with regret and say, well, I should have done this at that time. I'm pretty happy with the way things have turned out. Rifilwe, what would you do differently? I wish at the time when I was doing my training, that already I had an end goal that's very specific that I would have been working towards even during my articles. And not for the sake of just completing my articles and getting a CASA. I really, really, really wish I, I, I could, you know, if I could do it over again, that's the one thing I would change. I would go into my articles with a purpose and a clear outcome so that when I finish on the last day, I know exactly what I'm jumping into. I think any, any chartered accountant that wants to go into the profession to be a bookkeeper is going into the profession incorrectly and going to the wrong profession. Why do you say that, Mark? I think that they should be looking at to say, can there be leaders in industry? Can there be leaders in society? And we have a responsibility because we hold the sort of, in inverted commas, the power of the financials of what gets displayed out there to the public. Other people don't see, we know the numbers behind that, so they trust us. Um, and so that, that comes with a lot of responsibility. But yeah, like anyone who thinks that the accounting is what it was, I think 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where you go in and you tick some stuff up, and you produce some financial statements and you hide in the corner somewhere and you coast along uh, as an auditor for the rest of your life without actually being involved, more involved um, in South Africa, uh, socially, and in the corporate world, I think is, is making the wrong decision there. And now you're here, all nominated by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants as shining examples for other young CAs to emulate. So why would you advise any young person to go into chartered accounting? Okay, this is what I actually tell young people. So I do a whole lot of uh, speaking engagements in universities and schools. And uh, I love, love, love engaging with young people. I really love fresh minds, fresh ideas. And I'm a techno geek, as you can tell. And I like those kind of things. So hanging out with, with, with young people is very natural for me. And I always tell them, guys, if you want to be comfortable in your life, become a CA. 
If you want to be wealthy, become a CA in something else. <laughs> and what I mean is that, yes, qualify, but seeing it, see it as a stepping stone and not end all and be all. Because I think when I got into the profession, seriously, I thought once I have that name, uh, that, that those letters C-A-S-A behind my name, oh, that's it, I'm made, girl. <laughs> I thought, oh, I'll be calling the shots. You know, I'll be calling people and say, hey, I'm a C-A, so please can I do X, Y, Z? And then I found out, no. Andrew, what would you tell young Andrew if you could? I have lots of money in the bank. <laughs> be prepared to fail. Be prepared to have your ego bruised, um, and, but grab every opportunity that comes your way. And the last word of advice goes to you, Jack. Having the CA background definitely helps in business. I mean, it's, it's a great background to have. I would say CA and lawyer is probably the only two backgrounds I, I would have chosen for a, to be an entrepreneur. Um, because being a CA, I think it builds your credibility. So when you're an entrepreneur and you're being a little bit more risky or a little bit you're trying something new, the fact that you're a CA, the fact that you know you could probably go and get a job, probably gives you the confidence to go and risk it a bit more because you know, at worst comes to worst, I've still got a profession. You know, I've still got something else to, to go and do. Um, yeah, but I think the future is really, really bright. If you're worried about your future, yeah, stop worrying and, and probably go, go out there and do something, you know, <laughs> to, to, to probably make yourself more marketable, more, you know, go start something, give it a bash. Because I mean, I, and I was especially say young people, that's probably where you've got the most opportunity to go out there and do it. Once you've got a family, once you, you're under a little bit more pressure from an expenses perspective. So go out there and try it when you're young. Because at the end of the day, I feel like everything sets you up for the next thing. So I ran a shop class business. Yes, it didn't make me much money, but I learned to sell. And then it sets you up for the next thing because business is a lot about selling and I sell today, you know. So go out there and try it. Don't, don't be scared. Um, if you're a CA, well, you, yeah, just, just don't do anything illegal so you can still be a CA. <laughs> that would be my advice. <laughs> I guess that sums it up. Become a CA and don't do anything illegal and just set whatever the future might bring. But on a serious note, as Mark mentioned earlier, as CAs, you hold a certain amount of trust from people and that comes with responsibility. It's a long and hard road to become a chartered accountant, but CAs today can be leaders across industries and leaders in society. And I think you guys personify that. You've given young CAs and aspiring CAs out there a lot to think about. Guys, thank you for your time and congratulations once more on all your achievements. I wish you every continued success. And thank you for listening. I hope to catch you again soon on the next Investec Focus Radio Ahead of the Curve podcast. And hey, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and should not be taken as advice or recommendation. Investec Specialist Bank, a division of Investec Bank Limited, is a registered credit provider.